Hey, everyone. Welcome back again. This is the Iconist Podcast. And one again, I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D. And like always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the one that makes the tables rock back and forth and keeps the speakers bumping all night and make you say, turn that racket down. <sighs> the one and only, my cousin, DJ Rod C. DJ Rod C. Why are the neighbors like that? I don't understand. We're back, baby. We're back. Welcome, everyone, to Iconist. Welcome. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> looking good, doing good. And why are we looking good? Because of the mm-hmm. one and the only, the other man that's behind the scenes we don't see. You've seen him on one episode. We've got to get we gotta get him back. Yeah. Uh the one and only Rod, who am I talking about? J Bird Digital Arts. J Bird Digital Arts. J Bird. Let's go. Anything you need done. Mm. Templates, overlays, mm. posters, press mm. kits, the whole nine mm. yards. Any kind of media you need. Reach out to Jaybird Digital Arts. He'll hook you up. Tell Jay we said hi. Let's do it. Be polite. Manners make us a man. <laughs> I like that line. As you close the door. What's about to happen? You right? <laughs> you know, on top of that, as we always quickly say, uh, support your comic book stores. And two that support us and we support them is Wow Comics out in Kitchener or Check Swings out in Montreal. Visit either oh. one. Tell Trevor or Wes we said hi. They will say, oh, wow, cool. Thank you, and spread the love. So that's another one. And, of course, the uh, Back to be, uh, Beyond the Balcony podcast with Jimmy English. Sorry, Jimmy mm-hmm. England. Back to the Balcony podcast. You can catch me on there a couple of times. You'll see the links in my website. You know, he's on season six. I keep saying season two. Season six, going on season seven. If he hasn't started season seven already, uh, I know I have an episode coming up with him very shortly. So nice. keep an eye out for that. And uh, you can find all this stuff. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. The guys I roll with all the time besides the Iconist podcast. That's a touch of great comedy. That's Zolf Ali, Thomas Patrice, Dave Zakalowski. You can find all that I do or I'm a part of on Barry3D.com. Now, that's not Barry. It's not B-E. It's B-A-R-R-Y-3D.com. Find tour dates, my blog, links to everything that we do. And also, two last points. We have a, a Patreon page. So remember, go on patreon.com backslash Iconist Podcast. Help us and we'll help you. We've got stuff on there for everybody. Exclusive videos just for that crowd that signs up for there. So you will enjoy and polls. Plus, you can also do one thing. What's that? Like, oh. subscribe, oh. and share. Let's get those YouTube numbers up. Let's get descriptions up on our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can find this podcast on every streaming service all across. So video goes up on a Tuesday, and the audio goes up on streaming podcast services all over on Wednesday, 10 o'clock hour time here in Toronto. Hey. Yes. Uh, enjoy. And chat back. We good. We always we good. hit you up, and we hit us up. And, uh, Rod, where can we find you? Listen, you know, as I always say, you can find me on the World Wide Web. I know it's getting really sad, people, but that's all I keep saying. <laughs> that's where you can find me. I didn't give you an address, so you can't come to my house just yet. But if you're coming by, bring some sugar, you know. Just, you know, be a manner maketh the man for the woman. So you can find me on the net, on Instagram, at Mr. Rod C. As well as you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have some fun today. We are having a crazy time, crazy time. So what are we talking about? Barry, let them know who we're talking about today. Well, on Iconis, the icon is Aztec. Aztec. Now, let's get it straight. When we're saying Aztec, we're not talking the Aztec by Pontiac that you drive, (laughs) that that weird-looking SUV slash crossover car. You know, it looked kind of funky. I had a friend that liked it. Um, He had it. Uh, but no, we're not talking about that Aztec. We're talking about mm. DC Comics Aztec, the you know known as the Ultimate Man. The Ultimate Man. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a commercial for Old Spice. <laughs> also true. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Aztec, the Ultimate Man. Now, now this one, we like mm. to bring you little gems that are out there. Correct. And the reason that Aztec came to us. To, to mention is because you know sometimes i'm always strolling or scrolling not strolling because never one's locked indoors i'm scrolling around looking on the internet finding things mm. to talk about or characters i read about and said hey never talked about this one not many people have talked about him he popped up he popped up in my news feed because i was 
watching Justice League Unlimited. I saw him in the background. I was like, Aztec. No one's really talked about him. Let's jump in. Now, I admit before doing this episode, I didn't know much about Aztec. I never read when the, the comic got released originally. I never read it myself. I went back. I was able to find the comic book. And I said, oh, 10 issues. I'll read it. Of course, to know what I'm talking about for this show. Uh, Rod jumped on it too. We read it. And cool thing, it was created by, you know, Grant Morrison. Okay, you got thumbs up. Mark Miller, thumbs up. Mark Miller, you know, we've talked about talked about some of his properties before mm-hmm. on the show, like Nemesis, um, RPM, right? And of course, you will know him, you know, the, the casual fans would know him from, you know, the creator of Kingsman, right? right? That's where Man is Make It the Man come from. So Kingsman, uh, Kick-Ass. All right, mm-hmm. okay. Watchmen. So two guys writing that I like a lot were the creators behind this and 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 then it was created i mean i had some other people that was also in there too but there were yeah. the two big names i noticed and the other one was n stephen harris who created yep. um like one of the identities uh uno so it was called aztec the ultimate man it issue number one came out in august of 1996 so for once we're not traveling back way before our time <laughs> and i'm like oh i'll sit down and read it now that being said, and the expectations that I had reading, I started reading the first couple of pages and how the lettering was done a little bit was a little bit hard for me to, to focus on. Like, it, the, you know, I'm not a big person that's going to say things about lettering, but this time I have to admit like how the lettering was like, mm, okay, it didn't really pop out as much as I wanted to. Uh, I started reading it and is the overall concept of the character interesting to me personally? Yes, he is. And this is why we're talking about him. It's how it was executed. Was I a fan of the execution of the book? Ah, this is one time I want to say, no, I wasn't. For how the character was supposed to be, mm-hmm. it, and, and how the story progressed in those 10 issues, it was kind of choppy. It's like they never really followed a uniformed storytelling method, which would shock me with you know, Grant Morrison and Mark Miller both on there. So, I, and I was trying to find stuff that maybe something happened behind the scenes that I didn't, you know, we're not privy to at the time. And I, and I still wasn't finding much. So we're talking about it because the character has life. The character to me, if you went with the original concept, uh, concept of how it was presented, mm-hmm. it still works. I'm interested. Yep. But somehow, like happens on the, you know, touch of comedy uh, it's such a great matter. YouTube, it got derailed. <laughs> we'll start a subject in two sentences. We're on something else. So it's like, got it. it's like, shut the object. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Shout out to my boy, Winston. Winston Winston will know that joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the original, original stuff. Uh, <laughs> what was your, what, no, what was, what uh, was your no, impression, listen, Rod? My, my impression was uh, quite similar. Like, okay, so right off the bat, you know, this is Aztec, you know, DC property. You know, we're expecting something, you know, you know, familiar. Now, yes. the good thing about it, I'll say this and nice thing about it, that they started off and maybe episode two, issue two, sorry, episode, thinking like TV show, issue two, um, they brought in a familiar, a, a familiar character. So they brought in Kyle Reiner, um, Green Lantern, Kyle Reiner. They yeah. brought him in. Right. You see a couple of panels where they'll have uh, someone wearing Later on, you'll see other panels with someone who's wearing well enough, like a Superman shirt. Uh, you'll see some hints and stuff like that, giving you the familiarity and letting you understand that this is in the known DC universe. It's not separate or anything like that. Right. Letting you know that at least they're starting out and we have some similar people. You hear, you hear the name Luthor. You hear, you see the Daily Planet later on and, and everything like that. So right. that was great. Right. Um, the costume is very, it's very nice. I will, I will say that very nice is very bright and shiny, shiny object, you know, very Aztec type of helmet that you see him wearing that it, it looks like, like an Aztec warrior. That, that's really what it is. So the premise behind this character, we'll get into it, that you see all that is looking good. But then like what Barry is saying, the first, um, first few issues, you're starting to see the writing and the, the, the flow of it wasn't as smoothly as I kind of expected. I'm watching, I'm reading, and I'm like, okay. And then it seemed to, like, jump to different areas a little bit too fast 
or are you just like, how do we get here? You know, it wasn't like the typical, at least you left from one particular scene. Something was said that made it seem like, okay, I'm over here. All of a sudden, I'm over here. Like, wait, let me go back. Did I miss where he was before and how did he jump over here? So the, the writing was not as smooth as, as, as you know, as I would have liked. And, I, you know, I just kept on, of course, definitely 10 issues. And let's say, mm. uh, let's see what we can find out and see if it's going to, you know, have a better concept later on. But like Barry said, we were talking before we got on that. Maybe there's stuff in the background that we um, weren't privy on that made it a little bit hard for, you know, the two expected, you know, gen- you know geniuses who are running, you know, right. that we're expecting to see it. We're expecting something a little different, but I mean, um, but we, you know, I read, we read through, I read fruit and everything like that. So right. we'll, we'll get it. We'll get a little bit more into it, but I mean, that was my first impression to seeing it from the initial concept of it. It was. Uh, yeah. It was too many lanes going on. So look, I'll get yeah. into it. Right. So as I said, uh, you know, comic came out 19 in august of 1996 that's when issue came out number one came out um and he was known as astic the ultimate man as i said before right at, at one point he does join uh the justice league of america in volume five issue number 20 uh and you see him in, like, in 2017 and, and he goes on so he's there for a while he, and he comes back like they should try and bring the character back so introduction of this character he comes into what's vanity city so vanity city now is a city within a world within the dc universe he's there he comes pretty much off a bus with a bag you know you see him kind of with the costume the costume's talking to him so there's voices so you can tell that it's like a smart kind of armor he's wearing something like armor man with and you figure it's artificial intelligence and it gets a little bit more into it than that mm-hmm. so he's testing out the costume he's like oh this is what they've tested me out i've never been in a city before so this character is what you call to me blank slate complete blank slate right because from the point you, you realize that you know so his real name is uno u-n-o right yeah. Not, not 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 the game Uno, but yeah, same spelling. Right. <laughs> Get the cards. Redirection. Redirection. Ooh. Redirection. So Uno was raised uh, as a child in the secret society, the Q Society. Born, raised, trained in ways to fight, everything like that. But he's never had true interaction. Any social, any social interaction. interaction. Yeah. Right. Everything was you get up, you train, you learn this martial arts style, you learn this martial arts style, you learn this technique, you learn how to use your costume and train top to end to be like an ultimate warrior thinking differently. And that I liked. I liked that aspect a lot. Like not every situation for him was solved by punching somebody in the face. Granted, when he gets there, he checks out the costume. He tests it out in the city. He says, okay, getting used to, you know, kind of urban use of my costume in a city instead of a simulator. So we realize that right. he's this is the first time he's been in a city, and I'm like, okay, nice. Puts the costume in, and he now he's there, and he's trying to figure out. He's like, he's got no money, <laughs> right? No food. He's like, like on a pilgrimage. Like that's it. The costume. Here's a set of clothes on your back. Literally, you know. Salut, salut, mon gars. Salut, mon gars. Bye bye. Bye bye, mon cowboy. Okay, so he's off. <laughs> he gets there. He's walking around and he's overwhelmed with the city. As big as Correct. Vanity City is, he still feels a little bit claustrophobic. So understand this is someone coming from the outside. From you're standing outside of the city on a border, you're going to look at the city and oh man, it's huge. But when you get in the city, the buildings are, of course, close together. Houses are not 20 miles apart from each other. A house beside a house, a building beside a building, a bank beside a restaurant, so yeah. forth. So he gets off smack downtown. So at the same time, he, from I understand with that phrase of, for as big as the city is, I still feel claustrophobic. Right. Right? He was born in a secret society where he walked out his front door and all he saw was mountains. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're, you're, you walk outside, you're in the great outdoors where that Q society was held up. In the Andes Mountains. So he gets there, and I understand the feeling. That sets the tone for me. It sets to what the, the character is going to be at that point. Right. He goes, and he's like, well, I'm hungry. I want to get something to eat. He gets in line. He cuts. He, you didn't realize he cut in line. People are like, hey, what are you doing? Okay, he waits his turn. Now he, he, he apologizes. He's not aggressive in any way. He's, he's really like a, a monk, like Shaolin monk. That, that's the mentality you have to take. It's like, so sorry. Good. Let me go back. Didn't mean to upset anybody. And people are still mouthing off at him. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's not aggressive that way. So you see his demeanor. He gets right. to the counter and it's like, oh, I have something to eat. It's like, okay, how much money you got? Money? Huh. 
Hurry about money. Don't have right. it. You see, and right there, and right there, when I saw that part, I'm like, this is where I, I had a, I have a disconnect with, not saying with him, mm. but the Q society. You're now training someone from birth, from a childhood to be your, your warrior, your, your, your avatar in that regard. But you, you're teaching him to be a smart, he's just, you'll find it later. He's a very smart individual. As yes. Sharing. He's a smart, he's, he has a good intellect. He's smart. He's, he's basically have that, that detective type of mindset. So he's trying to solve issues and situations. Great. No problem. But you couldn't teach your boy any social skills. You couldn't even tell him about money or you, you, even when you put him, when you put a bag on his back with three pairs of shoes and a two pair of pants and whatever the case may be, no one thought to give this man at least, you know, give him a little, a, a five, a five note, give him a little $500. And listen, you got to stretch as much as possible. Maybe we'll get you in another week. Kind of at least give him something. No, that's, that to me was, wrong <laughs> in the sense that are you now are you training someone to be someone successful or are you literally just taking a person pick him up and drop in the middle to fend for yourself so what are you trying to represent what type of warrior because at this time we'll get to the point we, we made the connection to to the justice league yeah, America, yeah you know to the justice league and everything like that so you're going from a superhero type of mindset but from this standpoint this is not a superhero no, nope. this is just a, a, an individual who's been trained basically as a warrior. That's it. So right. you you sent the warrior out into the into the into the wild west and the wild world, Vanity City, and just left him like that. Uh, and right. and we'll you'll, we'll get to that. I mean, you'll see when we get. When we, hopefully, we'll, we'll come back to the part when you hear the Q Society. It's a big. It's, it's basically because a big organization. So you have. <laughs> You're, you're, you have, it's not like, it's like, it's, although a key to the thing is Barry's saying a monk, but I never thought it from that aspect. His mindset may be a monk, but the facilities and the building that he's, I mean, the, the, the organization that society he's coming from right. has bucky ducats, many ducats. Buku it's like, ducats. Buku ducats is basically, let's go back to one of our old shows. This is basically Cobra. How do we always ask, how did Cobra able, able to have, you know, how, able to make these, these things? You don't see nothing, but we know Zoltan and Xantar, they, they making money for them in the back end. But they're an organization that knows to understand money. You're a society key society, and you just didn't think to give your man money? A sorry. credit card? I'm sorry, I'm card? going off. Cashier oh, check? Listen, just tell me, meet me at this corner every week, and I'll give you an envelope in your pocket. Even if you did that, you didn't even do that. The poor guy's out here. Awesome. Sorry, I apologize. No, 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 that, that was, no, no, have your rent, man. Most of the time people always hear my voice. I'm glad you, yeah, no, have your rent. Don't roll it back. So this is what gets me. I'm with you because he gets out there, right? Now, keep in mind, when I say it's a secret society, it's a secret society, but they use advanced technology because he had VR training at this base. So he was trained at a warrior monk. They're the ones that sent him to Vanity City. Vanity City seems to have this dark cloud of oppression over it. They then And they try to set it up that they say, Vanity City is actually worse than Gotham. Wow. Keep in very, mind. Very, 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 yeah, go on, yeah. Gotham City is bad. <laughs> Even you Batman says Gotham City at night City is bad. bad. <laughs> if you out at night in Gotham, I'm sorry. I can't be wow. everywhere. So they send him there. And mm-hmm. you're right. They didn't send him with any resources. It was... Just a helmet, helmet, and a bag in the back. In the back of his bag. And, and that's it. What do you... No, so as a secret, and you'll see what I'm, why I'm a little bit off on the secret society. It's not a fact that they're a secret society living in caves. They live in a well, heavily techno advanced facility. Exactly, exactly. Because when he's out there and he has his first encounter, they do a flashback and you see the guys of the Q society all sitting in there in their base with big screen monitors, a high tech desk, computers everywhere. And you know, and I'm thinking you didn't even give this man a cashier check. Nothing. You figured you would have done some things, to, and they and they said go to Vanity City. And the reason of his whole aspect is he's supposed to be out there to fight the Shadow God. He's that he's been you know given this helmet, mm-hmm. and and out of this ten issue series, you only really find out I think in issue six about his background. With this, right? Ish, yes. Ish, it's it's, techno, it's, it's 
Yeah, it's like actually it's it's episode like what well, is this? This is five and six. Yeah, five, five. Thank you. Five, five. I'm five and and six if I remember as well too. But it's it's so the whole connection with with him is that there are more or less this Q society. So you know what, Uno, he's he's you know this warrior born and bred to to be a warrior for for them. It's an Aztec type of society from you know centuries old. So this helmet was basically. Um, was there to, I mean, the first warrior to use it defeated the shadow god, um, centuries ago. That century, that god went into, like, left his, left of this mortal plane and said he will return. So the Q society is building warriors every century to have someone to defeat and prepare and preparation for the return of the shadow god. Right. Exactly. You you now have all this going, and you just you can't take care of your gut. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, go on. Okay, so you can tell this was a pain point for us, right? So th- this 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 is that's sorry, a pain point. That so, I, I mean, I love secret societies. I love reading about that stuff. So that worked for me. But when I saw how they sent him out there without any preparation, so he gets in there. Um, then it flashes back to this criminal. So it seems that the Vanity City has been overrun by these criminals. This criminal boss is now blackmailing this guy who used to be uh, a, a super villain. Mm-hmm. by kidnapping his daughter, saying, hey, we need you to go and do this heist for you to get your daughter back. Guy's like, okay, fine. He shows up at this bank, or, you know, trying to rob it, saying he's going to, you know, kill everybody, usual sp- spiel. Aztec, you know, and then this other guy walks in there named Bloodthirsty. What? No, no, Blood Type, Blood Type. Blood Type, yeah, Blood Type. That's his name, Blood Type. So Blood Type shows up, so a brand new villain, and I'm like, okay, we, we're, we're seeing who's probably his his recurring villain in the series. And I'm like, I'll follow it for that. So blood type comes in there, says, Hey man, I'm the hero here. And blood type picture him. He's like the punisher with armor. Yep. Right. Because he starts shooting down the villain, big fight starting to break out. You know, Uno goes, changes into his Aztec costume, comes back out and says, Hey, you know what? And, and he's, and you can still see, he's still got that frame of mind of saying, there's no need to go ham on the whole situation like that. And just start blowing people. There's civilians around. Let's back. talk about it. Let's go back. And now blood type sees Aztec says, oh, you're teamed up with him and start shooting at him. So, you know, Aztec does not fight back. Now, keep in mind, I'm saying Aztec, but in issue one, he does not have a name yet. He does not have a superhero name. So we're just going by the name that's on the book before he takes on the, the name Aztec. So he says, mm-hmm. okay, no, I'm not with him. I just said we can talk about it peacefully because there's lots of civilians around. You know, blood type turns around, knocks down Aztec, uh, the other guy says, okay, I give up, I give up. You know what? I stop. There's no need to go any further. The villain, he actually gives up. Blood type turns around and, and Aztec's like, oh, he's given up. Okay, we're good. We can just stop all this mindless violence. Aztec, you know, uh, sorry, blood type turns around, punches Aztec, you know, sucker punches him, jumps over and says, you know why they call me blood type? Because it's the last thing I asked for before I do this. What's your blood type? What? And he shoots the villain on the ground. Of course, now Aztec and blood type kind of get into a fight. Aztec mm-hmm. is trying to save the villain because he's been shot. The villain realizes that he's, it's fatal. So he goes, I need you to save my daughter. She's being held at this tower here in Vanity City. You know, you've got to save her. Then Blood Type gets in there and tries to go on him again, puts up a shield. An explosion happens. Oh, Blood Type, that's it. He doesn't put up a shield. Blood Type pulls out um, like a cannon, like a, a, cannon, yeah. like a rocket launcher. And I'm like, are you serious, man? Pulls out a rocket launcher and says, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting some feedback here, and this is bugging me. Uh, pulls out a rocket launcher. Aztec puts up a shield. And sure enough, when everything's said and done, it causes, you know, collateral damage. Right. Huge collateral damage. People die. And people are maimed. People are being rushed to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Aztec learns around and looks at the guy and he goes, look, um, I'm Dr. So-and-so. You've got to save my daughter. This is what I, my real... So the villain was really a doctor that was on his way to start work at the hospital in town the next day. Right. So Uno takes his identity. <laughs> that was the most gullish thing I saw, like, thinking, I got off this I got off this bus. I'm just walking. I ain't got no food. I got. I don't know how I'm gonna work into society. I got no credential. I go. No, I got no paperwork. Nothing. 
Yeah. I'm about to die. I'm about to die. Uh, my name is my name is Kurt. Kurt. Uh, you just say right now, Kurt. My name is Kurt. I have a daughter. Uh, uh, and she's over here. I'm gonna start work tomorrow at this at this hospital. I'm a doctor. Really? Oh, well, you're fatal. Sorry about you, Kurt. Do do the do the fingers over the eyes kind of thing. <laughs> right. I just saw a document out of notes. Okay, let me just make sure his name is Kurt. He has a daughter working in the hospital. He's a doctor. Good. And, I'm good. Yeah, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, oh, he's going to start. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this body and hide this body, and I'm going to take this guy's identity because even when he was asking about you know money, the girl's like, well, you have no paperwork, no ID, no social insurance, nothing. you got nothing. And he's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I need these things. This guy's dying. You know what? I'm going to take this doctor's identity right. because he right. has an good. apartment already. <laughs> he's got a job, so he'll get money. And he, he really thinks that out. So up to now, so then, I don't know what he did with the original doctor's body. Thank you. This is where I'm lost in certain things like that. Like, did he, did his body, did he, because exactly, no, exactly my thoughts were the same way. I'm like thinking, you took over the personality. The person's name is Kurt Falcone, uh, Falconer. Yes. Every time I see it, I keep thinking Falcone. I'm like, it's so close, but I I just, (laughs) I'm thinking Falcone. (laughs) But, uh, Falconer. And he's like, okay, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah, uh, they say, yeah, listen, my name is, uh, Kurt, Curtis Falconer. I'm a, I'm a doctor supposed to start working at St. Bartholomew's t- today. Uh, I didn't want to do this. This is a setup. What? So he took, he took, he took the guy's body. I mean, there's nothing else afterwards. Well, you know what? Here, here's the scenario. Uh-huh. Cause the one I'm, I'm just watching it at the same time, but there's, there was no backtrack to confirm. There was a big explosion right after he got that information. Yes. So this is where I'm with you. Was the body in there or wasn't the body in there? Did he take the body? So if, if it was very, it, it was very elusive to like make you think maybe it's in the bodies in there or the original bodies in there. I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really, they, 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 they to me, the, the writing at that part just got a little like too open. And yeah, and, and and keep in mind, everyone, this is issue number one. What? Thank you. <laughs> right. So th- there's 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 I'm I don't right. So I'm no. Um, I, I don't know if there's too much greatness on the book that I don't know who's. Anyways, so he turns around. He be, he goes and becomes the doctor. He takes his identity and everything like that. Goes into the hospital, helps someone there using his tech that he has to save someone's life. Everyone's like, "Oh, how'd you stop the bleeding?" Oh, it's like I'm Doctor uh, Kurt. Uh, yeah. Uh, Falconer, you know, I'm the new doctor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, great, 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 great. He even says to himself, it's like, I don't know how long I keep this identity up before I get caught, but at least now I have a place to stay. I have money. For a couple of days. For a little while. I'll figure it out. But he does have a good conscience. He's not that bad of a person. What I mean by that bad, I mean, he turns around, he does go right away as his first mission to find this, you know, the doctor's daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, To guess she's been kidnapped. You know, and this brings us into issue two, and and real quick over issue two, they bring in um, major damage, which is the the uh, as a major damage. Hold on, uh, oh, it's, it's the villain. Um, it's the villain from Captain Adam. I, I think yeah, major damage. I think it is major damage. Yeah, he's got very similar powers to Captain Adam, but he's a lot taller. His costume is like purple with gold on it, or more bronze. You know, he too had a similar exper- uh, thing like Captain Adam in the DC universe who has an all silver body at that point, because before he was more human. So he got bought over and then they changed him when he got into DC from the other publishing company, Charleston comics. So he's in there. Okay, fine. And they're able to get into a fight. So who comes in now is green lantern. So Kyle Reiner shows up green lantern. They team up. He says, Hey, major damages here. And he's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I've got reports that Kyle green lantern is saying, I got reports that he died four months ago you know, concern, you know, confirmed by seven different people that he was like ripped apart, violent death. He's like, right. well, no, he's here. I see him. This is who he is. Okay. I'm going to help you fight him. And I, and I'm okay with that. Right. Because you mm-hmm. need someone to help gateway his validity within the, in the universe, in the DC universe. So they team up and then you find out in the issue that it's not the major damage. It's a major damage. And what I mean by that is you find the girl that he's supposed to go and rescue the daughter. Right. She knew her dad was a villain. She set up the whole thing to take over all the gangs in Vanity City 
and she came up with this plan that she got kidnapped to have her dad, you know, like blackmailed into robbing a bank and kill. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. That's like some evilness right there. And then the guy she's hanging with is Mr. Synth, you know, S Y N T H. And he stands there, and every 24 hours, his mind is constantly morphing. So for 24 hours, he's a genius. And then the next 24 hours, he's a feeble-minded fool. Mm-hmm. So he comes up with these plans in his genius state and loses it. But he's also a shapeshifter. So he changed himself into major damage yeah. to kind of parlay that. Now, Actually, it's the, major force. I just realized no, sorry, it's major, major force. force. I, you know, I, I, was, I was the same thing for I wasn't sure. I just wanted to check. My, my, major my apologies. Major force. So the, the, the thing with major force is how this ties into Green Lantern. Even though it's random, it's still kind of cool because – Major force in in the Green Lantern when Kyle became Green Lantern in his early issues, Major Force found Kyle's girlfriend, killed Kyle's Kyle's girlfriend in his apartment, and then stuffed her remains in the freezer. Now, when I say freezer, I'm not talking a big freezer you have in your garage. I'm talking the little compact freezer that stands above your fridge, or if you're fancy, at the bottom of your fridge right in your kitchen so kyle lives in an apartment as an artist above you know he's got a normal standard freezer with the little box part above his fridge the little freezer turned around and he stuffed her remains in the freezer so when kyle comes in he sees blood all over the place he's not sure he sees the freezer door not closing properly when it opens she's been torn apart and graphic so that was why kyle does not like major force and and has a major hate on for this character Going in, yeah, so this is why Kyle is there. So I understand if you're bringing in major force, why Kyle will be there. He, yeah. he's, he, he's a Green Lantern, but he wants revenge. Right. Right? And they do talk about that and establish that in the book, and it goes on. So I think it's still okay. They can still save themselves, but then it, it goes on. So here's, here's my thing with the, the overall, not to go drag it out issue by issue. I like the character. Right? I like the concept because it seems that you find out later on, like issue five and six, you know, so in issue number two or three, he finally gets his name from the, and they even make jokes about it saying, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, let the, let the newspaper give you a name. When they give you a name, if these two columnists give you a name, that's the name you should go with. And they show those two columnists and they're saying, Hey, we should call him this. No, we should call him that. What about, uh, Aztec? Well, he looks more like an Inca warrior. No, but we're gonna call him Aztec. You know, yeah, we're gonna spell Aztec, you know, A Z T E K. Aztec, yeah, that's cool. It's easy to say we like it. And he's like, well, I like the name because his helmet makes him look like an old school like Aztec or truly Inca warrior. Right. You find out that the Q Society is based off of a Mayan god, which will fall into the Incas. And mm-hmm. don't ask me to say the name. It starts with a Q. It's a long name. Yeah. It's a god of light. Yeah, you know, I was about to try it. A Kuzal, Quazal. Yeah, you know what? I'm out. Deuces. Deuces. We, right. We, okay. Look, this is the podcast, you, right? Right. right <laughs> we, we we can tell you, but don't ask <laughs> us to say that that one. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. he's he, and that's where the Q Society starts off the fight off these dark forces. Oh. All right. Got it. I like that aspect that they're bringing in other gods because every gods we know about in Marvel DC usually stick to certain genres, right? right. Greek, backslash Roman, um, mm-hmm. Norse, right. Right. Okay. These are the gods we, and of course the new gods in DC. So we're going DC, but those are descendants in, in a way of the Norse gods. Right. So these are so now bringing in another pantheon of gods mm-hmm. and how it relates into the world today. I'm like, this is cool. I'm I'm open yeah. for it. This is a great concept. But then it seemed like we were always getting multiple storylines that didn't seem to continue in the following issue, even though they promised they would. Right. What, you know, um, so, you know, in the comic books, you figure um, blood type would be a recurring character. No, blood type was dead to be dead. Yeah. Blood type's girlfriend is there. You find out her backstory and you realize that um, blood type's girlfriend. uh, Death doll. Death doll. doll. So death doll. But you find out that Death Doll and Blood Type were really heroes at one point. You know, it was like Liberty, uh, it was America and Miss Liberty, something like that. They did a really quick mm-hmm. flashback. 
and something happened to kind of turn them into hardcore heroes where they're killing people. And then things kind of fell apart. But then you find out that, you know, Death Doll was more the psychotic one over Blood Type. And Blood Type was pretty psychotic. Right. So she goes after him. And in a fluke accident, she ends up getting killed. Because Aztec handles a situation with compassion. You know, these guys turn around and they're trying to mug an old man. He gets in there and he and they're like, hey, look, you can punch us. You can hit us, but not in the face or this and that. And he goes, look, you know what? You guys are robbing this old guy here. He's like, hook him over to help the villains. You know what, guys? Here's one hundred and fifteen dollars of my own money. We're good. Now we're going to go back and give back the guy his stuff. All right. Okay. So now nothing was violently resolved. You've got money because you're robbing people to get more money. Go about your business. Don't rob nobody for the rest of the night. And the old person has their thing. Now, of course, this was a setup, but you see his mentality is not to come in punching first right. like a madman. Right. He no settled peacefully. Yeah. You know, and of course, for him, he doesn't need much money. So he's got the salary of a doctor. So here's 115 bucks. I'm good. That's all I had on me as cash. I'm out. The costume itself is, is nice, but, and I'll get back to this. So when I say it's like double writing, you know, they, they never seem to, I wanted them to, Talk more about the death. So he doesn't have reoccurring villains. That's, right. That was my main thing. Every time that you think someone would be a reoccurring villain for him, that person gets killed off. Written off. Yep. You, you need a proper rogues gallery with any type of hero. I would have been fine if they would have showed this so-called shadow god using agents of his own to try to stop Aztec and let him work up to finally getting to him. That right. wasn't the case. In this 10-issue run, we see Green Lantern, the, the Kyle... Hmm. Yeah, we go for that. Yeah, we see Batman. We see Batman. We see Joker. Yeah, we, we see uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, we, we see um, the, the Daily Planet. Like yeah. I was saying earlier, um, is there anybody else that was noticeable? You see Parasite. Parasite, right? Superman villain Parasite. Superman's in it, right? You know, at least um, the boots of him kind of scenario. Yeah, <laughs> and and so. Here's a true story. The true story is Aztec was raised by the Q Society, trained. He gets out there. He runs into another person that was trained and worked with his dad. Mm-hmm. He thought the society, the Q Society, told Aztec that his dad died off in battle, and he's now being raised to kind of take on that mantle. That helmet has been passed down from generation to generation from the very first person that took that mantle up to start that, stop that um, avatar of the Q God from years ago. Right. So they got it. They've advanced it. They put technology with it. You know, he puts on the helmet, and then with certain frequencies, it now puts on the rest of his armor, which is cool. I like that aspect. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. You never see the Shadow God himself. You never hear – you just hear mention of him. So when he runs into one guy says, hey, take off your helmet. I should have been the successor, not you. By the way, the Q Society killed your dad. And he's like, excuse me? He goes, they killed your dad because your dad came from the same training you did, mm-hmm. fell in love with a woman here in the city – and gave birth pretty much to you. They didn't like that idea because he started kind of going against them. So I, as a second in command, was hired to kill him off. I did, you know, didn't do it, but I was maimed. But they still had your dad killed off. I brought back the helmet. They didn't give it to me. Now he gave it to you. I'm trying to save you from kind of sacrificing yourself from, you know, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I, now he's starting to think, he's like, wait a minute. I found out you guys killed my dad instead of use my dad. Um, or my dad died in battle. So there was a lot of stories and lies that were involved. And of course, you know, what really got me was, like I said, issue nine into issue 10. So when they're coming down to the end of the series, I know I kind of jumped, but I just wanted to point out that in issue nine, at the end of it, you know, Aztec is flying around. He's like, okay, I got to go and do something. They see him on the news. You know, this woman is talking to her daughter-in-law about some marital issue. And she sees the TV and her eyes get all wide. And then the panel actually says, Next issue, Aztec's mom and the Justice League. I'm like, okay. And I went through, and that was issue 10. And issue 10, you read it, the Justice League's there. So he, it kind of jumps that he's already joined the Justice League. He's there. No mention of his mom. None. I see Kyle. You see this whole se- sequence where it seems like he's the last warrior because Darkseid has defeated the Justice League. You find out it's a training in the Watchtower. So this is when during Grant Morrison was doing his run on Justice League, right? And his run on Justice League was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, yes, Aztec does ju- join the Justice League. At one point, Aztec decides to quit the Justice League because he finds out 
that the Q Society, because Batman, when he was in there, starts looking into it, the Q Society was sending out, um, I guess, recruiters, as you would call them, going to anyone rich person in society saying, hey, we've got this organization. We're going to fight this dark person. We have a warrior being trained. We have all this technology, but it's expensive. We need funding. And they went to Thomas Wayne to ask him if he wanted to donate to this cause. And Thomas was kind of shaken up, but he said no. Alfred gave this whole kind of backstory with Batman while on a case with Aztec. The Aztec was not privy to this information, this Mm -hmm. conversation, right? Because he was already out the vehicle. Then you find out randomly Lex Luthor is part of the society. And Lex Luthor is manipulating people to say, don't worry about it. I've worked it in such a way that this guy is going to get the greatest press and this is going to happen for this guy. I'll have it that, you know, by such and such a time, he will be in the Justice League and he'll be working alongside Superman. So you know that Lex was trying to use something manipulative right. with the Q Society to inadvertently get at Superman. That's his main target all the time. Now, it didn't happen in his own series. It happened later on during the, the Rock of Ages storyline within the Justice League that Aztec finds out that Lex Luthor was um, a donating member of the, the Q Society. So he had to quit okay <laughs> yeah I, I like i said like you said there's, there's a lot of you know un unanswered holes unanswered subplots that one was brought up and then just disappeared um i don't know it's 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 the 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 concept of of him being there um and being um funded by lex luther is is a is a major thing i can completely understand that but it's to show that you know again Lex Lex is a manipulative in in any in any form and fashion. They want out of again trying to find that connection. Like we said, they brought in Kyle, they brought in Superman, or at least they bring in they bring in the concept of Superman, Batman, Joker is in there. And I'm like, it's like a, a hard reach to try to spin off this character into someone else that we know. And it, it was to me it was with with Lex Luthor was was it was like you said before once before low low ball I mean low low hanging fruit yeah like that that shouldn't have been we could have just had him go on his own start his own rogue gallery not every time he meets somebody it always ends up in you know him dying that 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 villain dying to me that was like it's a consistent waste because now you're gonna make the creature that every time someone fights Aztec they're gonna die. I don't want. I don't want to fight Aztec. Well, then, yeah, you keep the city safe, but people fear for life. You know, turns into a bad vigilante. And the good thing I will say one thing about the vigilante aspect of it mm. is that the Q Society did not like. Initially, they did not like the fact of him being labeled as a superhero. No. They thought it would be too much of a distraction in that regard. So, again, the good press out of Lex Luthor type of thing. You heard, you hear earlier on that the board actually were okay with him keeping that superhero type of mantle that they realized, you know, it might actually be some good out of it. And we'll see how it goes from there. And now you realize that the board slash Lex had been manipulating that from basically from the jump. So it's, it's, there's a lot of shell games that's been played in this, in this particular, um, in this particular character that was like, ah. I think I think it was just a lot too early, or or they had a lot, but they didn't even they didn't really tie it in even half. It. You could at least tie it in half and left a couple, you know, you know, keep a lead in the ear. Like hmm, I wonder about those, but majority of them was wasn't tied out, wasn't tied in properly. So it's like, nope. I'm saying go stay on target, stay on target, right? So and and I mean look. At the end of it, so it didn't even wrap up in Aztec storyline. Yes, I know there was another person that took on the, the mantle of Aztec and she was carrying on. Uh, but Uno, we're really talking about Uno's uh, story arc. And Uno's story arc um, came down, you know, in, in I think it was the, the Rock of Ages. Because at one point he thought that Darkseid would have been that god he had to fight. Right. And then during one of the, um, I had my notes here. Uh, yeah, during, you know, so he, he's with the Justice League. He leaves the Justice League. He's doing his own thing. And then he kind of gets brought back in to help the Justice League out in one big fight. And you realize it, it, it's battling against this planet-destroying machine, you know, 
uh, Megadon, you know, and during this, and it was, and then this machine was um, apparently made by the Dark God. So it was made by Tiz Katapoka, right? <laughs> that cult that was referring that they were referring to all the time. It was the Dark God seemed to make this uh, world destroying machine. So Aztec gets blinded. He goes. He sacrifices himself mm-hmm. during this fight, which allows Superman to destroy the machine. You know, during the World War Three story arc that was going on in Justice League. So he. he that was his what he was there. He he did his purpose. Up to that point, I think there could have been a lot more done with it. Yes, the helmet now gets taken up by you know the mantle gets taken up by another person. She finds his helmet. She takes on the role of uh, Aztec, and he, he had a lot of cool powers. So you know, I mean, he he was a peak human. He was a peak human physical and mental conditioning. Right, the ancient helmet and armor, powered by four dimensioned mirror. You know, it drives and it gave him flight, infrared, X-ray vision, invisibility, intangibility, body heat camouflage, entrapment nest, plasma beams, density manipulation, uh, and it added onto his, his like you know his levels of you know his human you know peak levels makes him stronger, faster, the whole nine yards, and the helmet was able to feed direct information directly into his brain, so that time you would hear that the helmet would be talking to him or you hear voices. And he even referred to it saying that these were the past warriors who wore this helmet. But I was right. trained a certain way to not let this overwhelm me and keep the helmet. So if someone else put on the helmet without training, it would actually burn them out. So right. I'm not sure how the new person, when she took over, the, you know how she got past that. But that's what was established in the original series. I always wanted the original series to focus on Aztec. I mean, it, it got distracted with so many people coming in. It should have He should have gotten to the city. I would have let forgiven the the loophole with him becoming a doctor. You know, it does find out that the the society finds you know the, the hospital he works at. The director she finds out that he really is Aztec. And he's like, right. oh, you knew, because he's going to reveal his identity. She's like, yeah, I knew. It's like, how'd you know? He's like, you didn't even try to change your voice. <laughs> I knew. Right. And then he takes off the helmet. He collapses at the end of the issue, and then the next issue opens up with her and him, and he's in an operating room. And you think he's at the hospital. No, you find out they're in the Andes Mountains at the Q Society's headquarters, and they're like, "Don't worry about it." Anyone that would have had privy information, knowing that it, that you know, uh, Kurt was Aztec, all that information's been erased. How'd you do it? Don't worry about it. We've modified all his personnel records. We've done all this stuff. Everything's been taken care of. Okay, so he goes back and he's looking around, and no one recognizes that he's Aztec anymore. To the point where the doctor, the director, she turns around and she's like, "Look." It seems like they, there's a fog over their head. Like, what do you right. mean? She goes, watch. And in the hallway with all the doctors, she, go, she yells out, Kurt is Aztec. The janitor, other doctors, people are all there, but they kind of stop with, huh? Huh? And they go back and they keep working. It's like they brainwashed the whole building. City. So, it, yeah. So th- that's, that's a, a wonderful loophole that a subplot that would be great that we, you know, find out more about. Because how did you actually achieve that? Because you're now saying that, you, like you said earlier, Vanity City is supposed to be worse than Gotham. Everybody, everybody in the mother who does read and understand comics know of Batman and know of how Gotham is. So you have something that's worse than Gotham. We need to worry about that. We need to, we need to inquire. So again, he woke up in, in on the stretcher, and then you see him later on just kind of like walking. Like the, this, this, it was too far of a distance between each action. So. Yeah, it, as you can, everybody can probably hear from my my particular our voices, but me, it's just like there is it was it was as Barry said earlier, it's very choppy. There's things that could have been just much more smooth. That, but that's I yeah, digress. Absolutely. So when I'm saying I'm just pointing out these points, I'm not trying to nitpick, but I'm pointing out these are points no. that we picked up when we read the series, and this is how right. it came across to us. So, you know, Rod said before we even started actually hitting record and doing this, and he made a great point. If they were to bring this character back, they, they got to do a couple of things. They got to retool the story. Completely. You don't got to, you got to smooth it out. Either he's a warrior in there and, and let's just deal with what it should have been. Dealing with the dark warrior coming. He's from a warrior cult. It, it seems that the crook could be a little bit corrupt. Let's stick with the background of what happened to his dad, his mom. What, what happened to the mom? You know, she recognized him, obviously, or he recognized the costume. How did a mom lose track of her own son? Okay, let's go with that. 
deal with the dark god coming, his training, so forth. Don't throw every random person that's not being used within the DC universe and go that way. Now, it being corrupt and then reaching out to Lex Luthor knowing his reputation, yeah, it's an interesting twist. I can go with that, but I don't need to see Superman in there. I didn't need to see Batman in there. You know, right. I, I didn't even need to see... Give him a proper rogues gallery. Without a rogues gallery, the villain, the hero will never go past a certain point. Right. So this is... I think that's where it really suffered from because it just never seemed to continue. It was like Batman when, when George Clooney was doing Batman. At one point, it's like, Bruce, I want to get married. Oh, you want to get married? Oh, wait a minute. There's a bat symbol. And then we never see that girl again <laughs> who was supposed to be his fiance or, or wanted to be his fiance, but he was dating her for a long time during the George Clooney run. So that was his longtime girlfriend. They even established that and then she's gone. So yeah. you're supposed to talk about his mom. You didn't talk about his mom. You just totally skipped right over that. Those are the things that had me interested when I wanted to know more. You're bringing mm-hmm. in a different pantheon that's outside of Norse and Greek. All for it. You've got this guy in there and you realize they're supposed to be warrior monks. I want to know more about the Q Society. Right. Right? They didn't find out. I, you know, every when they put in cool societies and they use them well and you have that one person rebelling trying to bring down a society, I always think that's a cool thing. You know, we've talked about Azriel on this show before. And, 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 you know, this, you know, the society St. Dromus, come on. Everyone loves a court of owls when that came about. Right. right? Granted that that's all DC stuff if done. Well, it can be done. Well, you know, yeah. when they did the whole Judas contract and, and all the societies checks, uh, checkmate and all of them were fight. That was awesome. This could have been better if they just stick with stay one lane. You can't drive a car in two lanes simultaneously. Don't talk. Right. You'll drift it. <laughs> Don't don't Tokyo drift it and try to be in both. So this and and the thing is the character's been around because so he was in obviously his own comic book. He was in Justice League. Mm-hmm. He was in like a Justice League comic book. He was in on TV on Justice League Unlimited. You see him right. in the background. Yep. So he makes appearances in there. Um and then he makes appearances in different video games, right? So uh Scribble Knots Unmasked, the DC Comics Adventure. Okay, you know, you see his battle suit. Okay, so you see him there just because we've not been fans of how this kind of got executed not because of not the character but because of how it was executed and that's what i'm curious to find out is more of why it got so much it seemed like you know yeah it had two creators but why was it going back and forth it seems issue to issue without kind of reading the previous notes i still want to see this character again mm-hmm. you know because he was there as a warrior he's there as to sacrifice himself to start stop the darkness to save billions he knows he's going to die and took that role that this is what he read for namaste let's do this okay i like his aspect of it that it wasn't always violence first right. in situations they i i think they wanted to go someplace with certain things or maybe they just said it and didn't think of it one to me was vanity city he said when he got into Vanity City from issue one, it seems like there was a certain energy or presence in there that made it really dark. Was that artificially done? Created, right? Created, yep. right? If you look at, um, as I, I can't remember his last name, Jim Ulster, uh, he, he was doing the Power of Shazam comic book years ago. Okay. And when you were dealing with Captain Marvel in that universe and you go back to Fawcett City, it always seemed that Fawcett City seemed to be a little bit more in the past with their values and so forth. So the car models looked a little bit older, even though it was present day, people dressed like they were, you know, in the fifties still, but they were still in contact and would still go and travel to Gotham and Metropolis, you know? So that was a city. And then you found out in one of the issues that a spell was cast over that town to keep it in that kind of time period. But it was to the point that it would change gradually. So they would have cell phones. They would have, you know, all this stuff, but they were still kind of, retro in the kind of car they would drive and how the style of the house would look like that was normal and and that explained it that there's a spell cast over that city i'm like all right i can go with that so knowing that you're sending his mom lives in vanity city the character was sent to vanity city what about vanity city that was drawing these characters there was the evil supposed to hit there is there something that's drawing them obviously there's something in the air that he's mentioned that seemed it could have been artificial. So, you know, 
I, I, I know I'm always saying, hey, guys, got to go and support the books and read it. And it's sure, it's like 10 issues. You want to see what we're talking about? Go ahead and read it. I would really go more with the rock. Read issue one, just to kind of read issue one and one to three. Easy. Just to get an understanding yeah. of the character. Then go over to Grant Morris's Justice League, where they dealt with it. Rock of Ages, a World War Three storyline. Read those. Those are enjoyable. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. You know, and no one really talked about this character. So like, that, that's, that's my point. What's, what's your point before we fan cast this, Rod? Well, my, my point is that the character himself is, uh, he's, he's different, and it's a good thing because he's, he's coming out from being a warrior. He's coming mm-hmm. out of being a warrior person, but he's coming with a compassionate heart. He's basically, violence is more his second and third option. He's trying yes. to figure out what he can do to parlay, have this conversation, or just to defuse and, and to settle the situation without having to result to, to that. It shows that, for one, he has training in the sense of um, not, really, not really, social skills. Like he, again, the social skill aspect of interacting with people, but at least knowing that, okay, there is always a second way. There's always another way to, to resolve an issue. It doesn't always yep. have to be fist to cuff first. You don't have to pull up the guns. You don't have to be yelling back at each other. Okay, what's the situation? What's happening? So, so with that there, he's a smart individual because even when he was with um, – in an episode when he was talking with Batman, Batman initially made him feel or made him say, make the statement like, don't, you know, if you're thinking I'm stupid or anything like that, I'm not, I'm not sensible what the situation is. But then towards the end of that, Batman says, oh, no, no, I'm starting to recognize you are, you're a very intellectual, you know, intellectual individual. You're going to do good. You know, you're, you know, you still got some stuff to do, but you're, you're going to do good. Yeah. So showing that at least you're seeing that aspect coming from, the Dark Knight himself, the great, the great detective, detect, the great detective, and he's realizing like, okay, this 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 young man has he has the potential, he has he has something there, a little rough with the edges, but he has something there. We can work with that. It just shows to me that this character is that that not that nice, warm-hearted individual who is there to protect the city. He's there to he's there technically the to, to to be prepared. And stand ready for the the shadow god to return, but in the meantime, I can't let people suffer. If people are having issues around me, I can't just well. That doesn't seem like a shadow god type of event. I'm not going to put on the helmet. I'm just going to go. I'm going to get a pizza. No, he's going to actually say, "If something could be done, let me see what I can do." And I like that with that aspect. It's a very, although you know, a lot of characters come with that type of. Uh, mo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what they want to do right normally it's always seem to be in a different lane this one is clearly making it seem like from from the jump i'm coming in with uh a, a good heart and as i think about it i'm trying to recall if i've early seen him having any particular um any pages or anything like that where he was coming out rough like no. I, I i that, that's what i'm thinking like Never. that's what i'm saying his his approach was always coming with the coming with the with the you know with the olive branch coming in. Let's let's see what we can figure out first. Yep. Oh, now you don't want to. Okay, I gave you the opportunity. Braps. Oh, okay. Yep. But you can't say I didn't give you an opportunity in the beginning. Literally, nope. he, he never came in swinging guns first or guns blazing first, as the expression goes. So yep. I agree with you on that. And, and going back to that Batman comment, you're right because Batman even said it's like it's nice that there's um he goes he's it's nice he was really smart. There's not a lot of heroes that get into this business that th- have a brain in their head. And it's, mm-hmm. it's refreshing to see that you're, it's why you're going to do well. Wow. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're, okay. here we are. We are done. That's, okay. that's our thing about Aztec. We're going to go fan cast it still. Mm-hmm. So here, here's, so. here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. I see a lot of shows have been canceled by the CW. <laughs> <laughs> I, you've heard it the past two episodes. We're going to go through it again. So CW, you canceled Naomi, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Batwoman, mm-hmm. Legacies, yeah. Roswell. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 I, I know there's more on there. I saw the list kind of growing. And, and the only one pretty much still standing, you know, or, or ones that have ended is, is kind of Flash. And, and I know you're kind of going with new stuff. Here, 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 here let me help you out, CW. I'm going to make this real easy. Because y'all like DC properties. This yep. is a DC property. Yes, let's go. Right? Don't make it multiverse. No, 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 nope. no, 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 no. You just have to go with the, the the key points of 
Aztec the Ultimate Man. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in the um, the the Inca god, the Mayan gods. Mm-hmm. Let's bring those in. That there gives you diversity because you can still have your secret society, the Q society, and have them mixed with authentic, you know, actors of that nationality and background. Right. Now we know Aztec in the book is portrayed as a six foot two, whatever, blonde hair, blue eye guy. That's usually the way they do it in comic books. Doesn't mean right. you got to stay right. that way because you don't. Right. So I'm saying CW, you need to do property. Okay. You guys have the writing. You have a lot to do with. You can probably pick out the faults, go about that, smarten it up a little bit. So it really yeah. makes more sense. Yep. You know, you can still have him as a doctor. So there's your background. You can still have him in the city. There's your background. You can still come with a way that he's a warrior, even though he's been cast as a superhero, but he doesn't come out swinging and punching first. And that fits your whole thing. And then the whole aspect of him trying to understand social etiquette because right. he was trained how to fight. But, you know, as one of his villains put it off, it's like, man, you've never been with a woman before. He's like, you might be able to fight me, but you've never taken off a bra strap before, have you? <laughs> you have that convenient innocence. <sighs> If I'm going to pick a guy who would Mm -hmm. play this, I would bring back somebody and give him a full-time job that you guys have worked with before. You keep bringing him back. You tease us with him. I'm going with Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell, who played Firestorm, Deathstorm, um, pops it here and there in Flash. Just give him the series. Just... Aztec would be the series he would do. Now, we don't have to have him blonde. No, no, no. Because mm-hmm. he comes from a, uh, you know, a, you don't know what his dad looked like. We're assuming his dad is kind of a Mayan Inca, that kind of nationality background, how he can trace his lineage. Right. And you can make his mom white, so you can make him mixed. Okay, fine. Robbie Amell mm. as Uno. And, and bring him in. And let him have to fight the Dark God. Do not need the crossover with the Supermans, the Batmans, Green Lanterns. No, no, no. You could still have them cross over with your existing CW Arrowverse characters when needed to be, but Robbie ML. Very good. I I was... Uh, yeah, I like Robbie ML. I do like Robbie ML. So that's, that's, a, that's a very good one. Now, I was thinking more of just doing this... I was thinking more of a movie aspect of it. So I wasn't even thinking of a TV show. I was thinking more of a movie aspect. I was just doing, okay, we will build from there and just see how the story goes. Because, again, it comes back to your right. There's a lot. You need to do a lot of cleaning up in the storyline of what you're going to do with his history and where, you know, how you're going to portray him, you know, monetize him and, you know, monetize him and everything like that. Monetize him. Mm. Monetizing him, you know, for for today's, you know, values and stuff along that line right. so i was gonna go i was thinking more definitely of at least a two or definitely a three a, a three-part movie type of scenario so i wasn't going for a three-part movie because you actually brought the point let's have the first one about him you know finding who he is um then finding the second one him and the society the second one is about the society and his parents now we can get an understanding about about that oh, yeah. and then by that time you slowly Having the little the little hints, the little gems from each the first and the second, leading into the third, which will now bring the shadow of God to come into effect, and now we can tie it up at that point of you know it could be over a three or four year span you know of the storyline of it, whatever the case would be. Like but it. at least by the third one, you can have okay, this is originally why he was here. He was he put on the armor. He was given the armor because of the helmet and everything because there was a potential threat coming down the pipeline. So I would have gone with that. So that's where my head was going with the movie aspect. So with that now, I was going to go, since it's a movie, I'm going to go with someone who can, you know, take these types of chops and who's accustomed to doing um, action movies in that regard. I was going to go with none other than the man they call Ryan Gosselin. Ooh. I was going, you brought up a good point in, in regard, at least, you know, tall and blonde and everything. That's where I'm going. But you're right. In, in that in that particular culture, it doesn't mean he has to be that. But Ryan to me could handle this because for one, he was, you know, action wise. If we're gonna go with detective and have that action wise kind of scenario, Blade Runner. 
So when mm-hmm. he was playing Blade Runner 2014, uh, yeah. 49, yes. he was there as well. Uh, you know what I mean? Now, nice. he, I, I wanted to have that, um, the, the, what you call it, the, uh, the nuances of being someone who's just like a person out of, out of time. And that's right, really kind what of out of touch is. a little bit. Not out of time, but of I touch, get you saying, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, out of time, out of, out of touch of what really is going on. Although right. he may, he may be book smart, but he's not, he's not people smart. He just doesn't know how to interact. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So he had that soft type of touch, you know, and I'll admit it. I've never watched, I never watched this movie, but you know, everybody always talks about the notebook. And so, you know, he has the soft side. So he knows how to portray it. I've never watched it, but I've heard people go off about the notebook. We've seen enough commercials. I've seen enough memes about it. So I'm going to take it that there's a soft touch in the, in the notebook type world. Ryan may have done that. So I believe Ryan will be able to just pull into that. We don't need a lot, Ryan. Just give us a little. Not a lot. But we just lean more into the Blade Runner side of it. And we're good from there. So that's where I was going with, with Mr. Ryan Gosling. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Nice. I like that. I like that because you know what? And I'll say this. for Even if he does this, a three-part, three-movie arc like you have it set up. Mm-hmm. Even if the end of the movie, he ends up dying in the end of the movie. The helmet gets there. You can have stole the other girl turn around and find and the helmet. Uh, uh, Nayla, uh, yeah. or, or, or You can find it and, oh, and just leave it as a cutscene. And leave it as a cutscene. Completely. Oh, yeah. The story, the story isn't, the story isn't about, the story is about him living through the helmet. It's, it's the helmet really is what it is. Yeah. It's the same. Replace the helmet. Replace the helmet with the um with the emerald ring from Green Lantern. Yes. It's never really the same as the body. It's the elbow ring. What you do with it. That's why they have three, four different lanterns. Yeah, four different lanterns different just for Earth, even though each one Earth. other sector has only one. Got it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Cool. That. Nope. That makes sense to me. I, I like that. So I mean, you guys can chime in on this and let us know in your comments. You know, are you more Ryan Gosling as a movie or are you Robbie Amell as a CW thing? So let us know mm-hmm. what you think about this uh, as the character. Don't look at the little nuances that happen in issue to issue. Look at the big picture and ha- see how it is. Give us your feedback. We want to yep. know. So like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, spread it around. And I think this is probably the only video I've ever seen will be on Aztec, you know, the ultimate man. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Why is he the ultimate man? Well, we'll find out. I don't know. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, again, and, and those, are, those are other aspects as well. We don't even know. Why are, you, why are you labeled as the ultimate man? Like, why are you better than... How do you believe you're better than the bats? How well, do you well, feel that they, you're better than the bats? We need to find get more out. of that society. So that is that. On that note, thank you everyone for mm. tuning in to Iconis podcast on Aztec, the ultimate man. On my side as usual, DJ Rod C. <laughs> It's me, people. Let's do it. Right on. I'm Barry3D. And remember, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Route. Route. Ultimate Man Away. (laughs)